Welcome to episode 31 of Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to Escape the 9-5. Be really grateful that you're on that train, squashed up, iPhone stuff in, rushing to a 9-5 that is sustaining you today. Be grateful of all the people coming into your life today. Be grateful for the opportunities that you've had today. Be grateful for the thought processes that you are thinking today. Because if, you do, if you're not grateful for what you got today, the universe ain't going to give you jack feces tomorrow. You've got to be grateful for what you've got today. Grateful for the small things, and then the universe will give you much. On this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race Radio, I am very, very pleased to welcome Olympian, motivational speaker and entrepreneur, Chris Akabusi. Now, I recently had the pleasure of meeting Chris at the London premiere of the new film adaptation of Napoleon Hill's classic, Think and Grow Rich. And after hearing Chris's inspiring talk to the audience that day, I just knew I had to invite him onto the show to share his motivation with you. Now, Chris rose to fame on the athletics track where his greatest individual triumph was winning the gold medal in the 1990 European Championships. Now, Chris began his international athletics career in 1983 as a member of the 4x400-metre relay squad. But he will probably always be remembered for helping Britain clinch the gold from the mighty Americans at the 1991 World Championships in Tokyo with his teammates Roger Black, John Regis and Derek Redmond. Now, having amassed three Olympic medals, as well as world, European and Commonwealth titles, Chris was bestowed with an even greater honour in 1992, an MBE awarded by Her Majesty the Queen in recognition of his services to the country through athletics. Now, following that, Chris had his first foray into television and entertainment when he presented Channel 4's hit breakfast show, The Big Breakfast, and it was followed with a full-time position as co-presenter of the BBC's legendary Record Breakers, as well as presenting various other children's TV programmes. And Chris's engaging personality, inspirational speaking style and remarkable backstory soon led to a growing demand for his services as a professional speaker. And it's been over 20 years now that he's been giving countless keynote speeches and facilitating a wide range of training workshops in the corporate arena under the umbrella of the Akabusi Company. Chris is also an accredited personal coach, having qualified at the Hudson Institute of Santa Barbara. And if you check out a video footage from Chris's interview today on the Escape the Rat Race website, you'll see some of the behind the scenes laughs that Chris and I had recording this episode. But more importantly, you'll see the sheer passion that Chris exudes when he speaks about the potential that we as humans all are blessed with. And I think you're especially going to be inspired by Chris's story on how his upbringing really shaped the success that he has gone on to achieve in his career, not just in athletics, but in business too. So it's time for me to hand over the baton, pick up the pace, and let's head on over to my interview with Olympian, MBE holder, and motivational speaker, Mr. Chris Akabusi. Welcome to Escape the Rat Race Radio, Chris. How, how are you today? 
I'm doing fantastic. It's just amazing. I'm laughing my head off. I can't believe I'm about to leave my house, go down the motorway. I'm in the middle of Bletchley Milton Keynes, but I'm really excited of reaching your customer client base. Yeah, we've already had lots of laughs already, and we've only just begun, haven't we? <laughs> so, Chris, look, we, we hooked up for the first time uh, probably about a month ago now, and that was at the London premiere of the Think and Grow Rich movie, uh, which, which our mutual friend Derek Mills invited us both along to, and, and you were on stage there, and I saw a different side to Chris Akabusi to the one that I know, and you yeah. delivered powerful, powerful talk. And um, really, really touched a lot of people in that audience. So, you know, I'm deeply honoured that you've agreed to, to come and share some of your story on the show with everybody today. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And um, it's a very good point you make. You know, I am seen as this bubbly, effervescent, um, gregarious character. And that is very much part of me. But also, you know, the person that you met on stage it was much more the introverted, thoughtful, pensive person that asked the bigger questions of life. Who am I? Where am I going? What am I here for? What are my key skill sets? How can I serve the fellow human beings that I am on this earth with? Because you know what? I'm here for a time. I'm not here for eternity. I'm now touching 60 years of age. It's been a wonderful 60 years, up and downs. But what I recognize is that I've only got, you know, I'm probably into my third trimester. So it's really important at that stage of life to really work stuff out. Because whether you believe in transcendence, and that's the idea that when we shuffle off this mortal coil, we go somewhere else into some sort of nirvana, heaven. Or whether you believe in oblivion, and that's the idea that when we suffer off this mortal coil, utter darkness, nothing, whatever you believe in, it's really important to make the most of this time we have here together. It's just so much exercises me that right here, right now, I'm on earth with 7.5 billion people, right here, right now. And that many people have been before us and many people will be here after us. But I'm here with you right here, right now. And through this medium, I'm going to interact with some people right here, right now. And I'm going to share my essence with people right here, right now. It's a privilege. It's awesome. It's wonderful. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it too, Chris. And we hear, we hear similar words from people, but not everyone is an Olympian. Not everyone is a gold medal winner. So. I'm going to challenge you, Chris, and say, you know, are you wired a little bit differently somehow? And from an early age, did you just have a mindset that was unstoppable? Or is this something that you've cultivated along the way? Where did it all begin, Chris? Yeah. You know, so currently I'm studying psychotherapy, existential psychotherapy. I'm reading a guy called John Bowlby. And he talked about, he talked about separation anxiety. And actually, my start is I was born to Nigerian parents in London, but they left me when I was four years of age. And from being four to 12, I cried every single day of my life. Now, what Barbie talks about is how important 
the key caregiver, normally your mother is, to the child. And that you learn about attachment and relationships and belonging from your key caregiver, normally the mother. Well, what I learned at my stage in life was I couldn't trust my mother. And so eventually, I had to trust myself. So this happy-go-lucky fellow you see is somebody who at 12 years of age decided that my mother wasn't coming back for me and that I had to be enough. Now, the lucky thing about that was I learned through that moment that people come into your life. This is a wonderful world that we live in. And if you've got a powerful dream, a real desire, and you really believe in yourself and talk about it, you will be amazed at the people that come into your life who share the same dream, who are on that wavelength. They buy into you and what you can do. And all of a sudden, they operate in themselves and help you deliver your kindness to the world. It's awesome. I've seen it each and day of my life since I was 12, joining the army, getting into athletics, coming onto TV, and now as a professional speaker. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously that rings true very much of Think and Grow Rich book and the movie is about really getting what you give and, and attracting um, things towards you by having the right mindset, by having the right beliefs. And, and for our listeners, Chris, who many of them will be in early stage of setting up businesses, probably still trying to juggle a full-time job. Maybe they've managed to cut down to, you know, three days a week. And they're starting up a business for the first time, going through those, those emotions where other people are probably telling them it's too risky. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and then the fear kicks in. Now, I know you work with, you work with many people who've got big businesses, but also starting out as well. For those people at an early stage, Chris, what, what's some advice that you can give them in terms of just okay. the going? Yeah. So one of the key tenets for that book, Think and Grow Rich, is this. As a, man, as a man thinks, so is he. So your thoughts are real things. Now, you can align yourself with all the people who say, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, you can't do this. Oh, don't worry, you can't do this. People use their imagination either to look down at the dirt or up at the stars. If you look up at the stars, believe in the beauty of your dreams, Really talk about them, believe in them, have faith in them, work towards them each day and every day. I guarantee you, stuff will turn up. People will turn up. Things will begin to happen for you. But it starts with you. You've got to believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. Lots of people in life will want to steal your dream. You know why? Because they can't believe in theirs. But if you... Believe in yours. Trust yourself and those people that show up. Look, I didn't have the greatest start in life. I didn't, but it's not how you start that matters. It's how you begin that really, really counts. Begin today to have your preferred and better engine. So trust yourself, go for it, believe in it, hold on to it, and you will find your way. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of things that, that that makes me think about there, Chris. One is goal setting. Now, uh, you know, from your background with the, uh, you know, the, the athletics and the success that you had there, Chris, 
Where does goal setting fit into that? Was that something you learned at an early age? And I'm, I'm going to lead into vision and mission because to win a gold medal and to be an Olympian and achieve the success that you have done, Chris, what vision did you have before that which allowed you to achieve such great things? Okay, so with the athletes in particular, what happened to me was this. I joined the army. I was 79 years of age. And I had, the only ambition I had was to stay in the army. I just wanted to belong. You know, I, I was leaving the children's home. I had nowhere else to go to. I knew, I knew I couldn't take care of myself. I didn't want to end up in the streets. But when I joined the army, I met my very first mentor. His name was Sergeant McKenzie. Now, why he's important is this. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And although he's in a transactional business, for me, he was transformational. Now, there is a saying, it's a Buddhist saying, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. How was I ready? I was ready to belong to an organization. I was ready to belong to a team. I was looking for my tribe. So my only goal was to belong to this team. But because of my energy, my enthusiasm, and the fact that joining the army you get fit, he saw something else. He saw some other attributes in me. And when he called, I listened. There's another saying, there's no such thing as a missed opportunity. If you miss it, somebody else takes it. So when it comes to goal setting, my goal was simple to belong to the team. His goal was to identify the dream. And when he saw the dream, I listened. Are you listening? Are your eyes wide awake? Then, with him, we began to build on this dream. Now, he spotted my sporting ability. What was my goal? Just to be part and parcel of the army team. I trained every day at army level. Army level is less than, it's probably like county level. So I trained at county level and I worked hard at that level and my dream was to be part of the team. So my dream was to, to belong and that was an important dream. Some people want to earn loads of money. Some people want to um, have an expertise. Some people want to be, be creative, resourceful and bring, up, you know, and bring up something new. I don't know what your dream is. But what I do know is that if you tap into your passion, other people will come along and help you build your dream, help you build your goals. Because then, of course, I got into the army team. And then I began to think about inter-services. And then a whole new group of people came into my life. And then all of a sudden, I found myself joining a group of athletes that had a couple of internationals, went to the UK championships. Just small dreams, small dreams along the way. But it started off all the time wanting to belong. So, so really, again, another influence from Think and Grow Rich, where they begin by saying a burning desire. It's just having one goal and just having a laser focus on achieving that. And when you achieve that, then, as you say, the next goal will appear, the people will appear. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you know, you don't need to be too elaborate. You know, I mean, Abraham Lincoln said, I'm a slow walker, but I never walk backwards. And that 
a thousand miles is delivered by the first step. So you only need to know what your dream, what your passion, what your purpose is today. And then you need to be concurrent and committed to that dream each day and every day. Lots of people want to do lots of phenomenal stuff and they see the big picture and they go, oh, and they get really scared because they start thinking too big. No, stay in the moment and ask yourself, what do I have to do today? Right here, right now. What am I passionate about? Right here, right now. Talk about it, build on it, work on it. People will come. Yo, what's up? My name's Chris Akabusi and you're listening to Escape That Rat Race Radio. So Chris, you, you found us. You're the founder of the, the Akabusi company now. And am I right to say that, that that's around 20 years ago that you founded that company? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 1996. Right. And for those, obviously, who, who haven't had the, the fortune of, of, of working with you, you, you do inspirational speeches, you do workshops, coaching for businesses and entrepreneurs. And would you mind sharing how that came about, how you discovered your entrepreneurial spirit um, after the athletic career and, you know, the early stages of setting that business up and really getting clear about what you wanted to achieve about that yourself? Great question. So here I was, I was coming to end of my athletic career. Fortunately, I called the shots. I realized my athletic career was coming to an end. And at the same time, I mean, that's really important as well, because transitions are about endings as well as new beginnings. And, you know, I know a lot of the people here, for example, who are working a nine-to-five job, and they are building a new business, a new idea in the evening and the weekends. You're going to have to come to a stage when you do what I call a Geronimo. When you say, nine to five over, new job begins. And that means with the ending, you've got to let go. And sometimes it's very hard to let go of something you've done well for a very long time, something that you've got all of your identity wrapped up in. And athletes have this problem all the time. They've got to let go of something they had their idea wrapped up in. Well, for me, I decided I was going to let go of my athletic career and looked around me, what do I have going for me? Well, at that stage, lots of people were asking Chris Akabusi, can you come to my school, my college, my sports club, and talk about your sports of its career? Well, I didn't have a speech prepared, but I said, yeah. And I turned up and I did question and answers. Why is that important? Because I was speaking to customers. The customers were telling me what they wanted to know. And I told them stories and they said, love that, love that, not quite sure about that. And of course, then I started building a storyboard. So much so that one day in an audience at a school, a father said, will you come to my sales conference? I'd like you to speak at my sales conference. I'd never done it before, but I said, yeah. What did I do? I looked at all the stories that all the kids had asked me, all the athletes that asked me. I cobbled together a 20-minute speech. I stood on stage. I was absolutely scared, but I went with what I knew. Very important. I went with what I knew, told my stories. I got a standing ovation. So the lesson there is go with what you know and dare to get it wrong. You've got to let go of your past in order to grab hold of your future. 
talk to your customer. They'll tell you what, what you want, what they want, and go and deliver. Just go and deliver. Just go and be yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it, fantastic advice. And, and, and it just resonates. And, and you know, it, it, it confirms what so many other guests, successful entrepreneurs have said as well about knowing yourself first and, and just really finding out what the problems are, how you can serve the customer. And, and that's it. Just get out there. Get feedback. Start speaking to people. Get in front of people. You know, it's the, the, the only way. Yeah, really important, getting feedback. You know, one of the things that stops people succeeding in life is that they're really scared of feedback. What do I mean by that? People want to start off and they want to be perfect. They want to go out there and they want to be 100% perfect right from the get-go. And they don't want to hear that's not good enough. Guess what, though? Champions hear that's not good enough all the time. And it allows you to work on what's not good enough to get better. So you don't become a world-class speaker overnight. No, you're a very average speaker when you start, but you learn to get better and better and better. You don't become a world-class athlete overnight. No, you're quite an average athlete when you start, but you learn to get better and better and better as you work and build on your strengths and your talents and your gifts and your abilities. Yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds crazy to think that you were scared or nervous standing up in front of those people when you, when you first gave that talk. And yet you've been in stadiums with hundreds of thousands probably, you know, cheering you on. So, yeah, stepping outside of your comfort zone is something that as an entrepreneur, probably on a daily basis, you have to stretch yourself and push yourself. And as you say, if you can't take rejection, you need to build up that resilience and that thick skin, don't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like you said, you know, when you said about um, the fact that, okay, so I was a world-class athlete and I trained for 15 years to become an overnight success. I was used to all the adoration there, but I was going to be a novice speaker. And when I stood on stage as a novice speaker, I had this desire. And I had a desire to give up my best to the people that were listening. And my fear was that maybe I would get it wrong. I would not find the mood. I would not get it right. And really what I was doing was thinking about myself. But the moment I settled down and said, here I am. I'm ready to serve. I'm not the finished article, but I'm going to give you what I got. It was just easy. Because nobody wants it to fail. Your customer doesn't want you to fail. Your customer wants you to be right on the money. Your customer wants your service, your product. They want you to be good. And so if they like you, they'll say, mate, I love what you got, but if you can do this for me, if you can do that, it'll be even better. And guess what? You go away, you do this, and you do that, and it's even better. And guess what he does? He goes, I've got four other guys who will like what you got. And then you go to the four other guys, and they go, this is really good. But for me, I need that. Guess what? You go and do that. He's got four other guys who want that. That's what, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. It takes 15 years to be an overnight success. Yeah. And, and, and that just proves business is just about dealing with people, isn't it? You don't have a business when you have a product. You have a business when you have your first customer. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at yourself. I mean, you're doing these uh, radio series, podcast series. What were you like when you started? But look at you now. You're calm, you're cool, you're collected. You know what you want. You know how to, to approach people. And you know your customer base. But it takes time. People look at you and go, oh, yeah, I'd love to, be, I would love to be like him. But actually, I'm prepared to make the mistakes to get to where you've got to along the way. Yeah. And there's, there's some great videos. Probably the most uh, you know, viewed one on YouTube is by uh, Simon Sinek about the millennials and about the culture now of instant gratification. Um, what, what do you have to add to that? Because you've just said that there is no such thing as an overnight success unless you get you know, exceptionally lucky. We know it takes a lot, of, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, a lot of ups and downs along the way. You've just got to keep going. They say, you know, winners never quit and quitters never win. Yes, sure. So, I mean, the, the millennials, they get a hard time, really. I do love the millennials. I'll tell you why I love the millennials. They understand work-life balance. They understand that they're on this world for a good time, not a long time. They want to work. They want to rest. They want to play. They believe in collaboration. They believe in relationships. So I do love millennials, but I also understand that in a way, the millennials have been served a little, um, a little short in as much as when they grew up, mum and dad have always said, oh, Johnny, you're fantastic. Oh, Julie, you're the best. And even when they crash out the side of the lines, everyone tells them how wonderful they are. And they very rarely get what I call the breakfast of champions which is feedback saying, lovely, but you can do more, you can do better. And so it's really important for them to understand that the X Factor generation, the idea that you turn up on TV, you do 15 minutes and you're a star, is really a dream. And that happens to less than one in a thousand, probably less than one in 10,000 does that happen. But for most of us mere mortals, you start with your dream, you work really hard on your dream. You're passionate, energetic, enthusiastic about your dream. You talk to people about your dream. And because of your energy enthusiasm and because of your energy and your vibration, other people will buy into your dream. And where you lack, they will be strong. And where you are strong, they will lack. And together, you'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Now, we've talked a little bit about the past, Chris, and a little bit about the present. What does the future look like for Chris Akabuti? Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm so excited about where I am in my life right now. Uh, I'm in my 60th year. I'm in the best shape I've been for a very long time. I'm really excited about my studies. I'm doing psychotherapy right now. And I'm doing something called existential psychotherapy. And existential psychotherapy is about the here and now. And what it does, it helps look at the big, but the, big, the big questions in life, one of them is that I am alive. I was born. But the big thing about being alive is you're going to die. Now, it sounds morbid, but the fact that I'm going to die gives me vitality because it makes me realize I haven't got endless eons of time to do the things I want to do. And... In between life and death, it's all of our decisions, all of our choices. And I wasn't asked, I didn't ask to be born. I don't ask to die. But when I'm here, I've got a choice of who I'm going to be. And you can choose to be the best of yourself or the worst of yourself. 
But whatever you do, you, do, you choose by default or design, you choose. The person you are today, for most of us in this Western world, is a result of your thinking and of your choices. That's who you are. You are the sum total of your thinking and your choices. And the people that have come into your life and what you've made are the people that have come into your life. And we can create order and we can create chaos. And you choose. You choose order or you choose chaos. And so I'm learning to understand that, understand the choices that I make, the decisions that I make. And I want to help other people because I recognize that a lot of people live a life of default. They're not thinking about what they're thinking. They're not choosing their decisions. They're just making, letting it happen. And I want people to live the best life possible. It is a wonderful world. We are so, you know, if you are on the end of the radio, we are so lucky. If you can hear the radio, you can think about your life. You're not under oppression. You're not in handcuffs. You're not, you're, you know, you're, you're not stopped from working. If you're allowed to think freely, allowed to act, you are in a wonderful position. Us, of all species, can think about ourselves. Think about our life. Think about our role and connections in the world. And we can make ourselves happen. That's wonderful. And my training is going to help people make the most and live a life of design, not default. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and really, when I ask the feedback from, from our members, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of members that have come along to our meetups and, you know, thousands that we have online, and I ask really, what does escape rat race mean to you? And the, the one answer that I get back all the time, Chris, is freedom. So you touched upon you haven't got, you know, a ball and chain around you, but sometimes people feel like that. When they're going through the motions, they're commuting to work every day, stuck in the traffic jam, on a like really packed underground train in London, they sometimes feel like they haven't got choices. But it's just changing your mindset, isn't it? Asking different questions of yourself. So for someone who's in that position, maybe listening on their iPhone now, they're squashed up on the underground, but they really want to start their business, Chris. Something's holding them back. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's, you know, people around them saying it's too risky. What's your one piece of advice for those people listening right now? One piece of advice. First thing first, attitude of gratitude. Be really grateful that you're on that train squashed up, iPhone stuff in, rushing to a nine to five that is sustaining you today. Be grateful of all the people who come into your life today. Be grateful for the opportunities that you've had today. Be grateful for the thought process that you are thinking today. Because if, you if you're not grateful for what you got today, I'm going to get a little bit woo-woo now. The universe ain't going to give you jack feces tomorrow. You've got to be grateful for what you've got today. Grateful for the small things, and then the universe will give you much now. Now that you're free, and you're grateful, and you are centered, and you, and you realize how lucky you are to be free, to have clothes on your back, money in your pocket, food in the belly, work to go to, meaningful colleagues, customers and how lucky you are to have that space to be able to cogitate about my future 
and see this moment as a stepping stone, a building block to the powerful, better me to carve out a few hours in your evening to strategize, to design, to work on, to employ, to hone, to draw in those people in your life who are going to make your future happen, to then think of the bigger picture. What's it going to look like? Who are going to be there? Who are my customers? What do they want? What do they lack? How can, I, how can I serve them? Those people that are waiting for you to bring your essence, your gift, your talent, your expertise, your insight, your product, your service. The ability then to fixate on this, to know it's going to happen, to make sure you develop your plan and to draw it up and to write up the numbers and think about the money that you're going to get because of your reputable good, clear service, have the attitude of gratitude that this is going to happen because all the things that have happened to me today has got me to where I am today. So I know that all the things I'm going to get do tomorrow is going to get me to my next year and the year thereafter. Make you happen. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Chris. I'm almost imagining that there's a, a group of people gathering behind the camera where you are because I... I know you're outside there in the local town. You've probably got people looking over thinking, wow, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it didn't do this in the town centre, yeah. <laughs> but that, that, no, that really was spot on, Chris. And uh, I know that everyone listening will really appreciate that and, you know, should listen to that over and over again. So it is just in the mind of really how important it is, as you say, be grateful for right now and then really start painting that picture of the vision, how you really want to serve, how you can contribute in the world, and how that's going to make such a difference, and start attracting that to you every day. Thank you, Chris. Chris, I need to let you get back inside, because it must be freezing cold out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's vast monkeys over here, but you know what? It's a real pleasure. I'm really excited to be on your radio station. I'm really excited to be speaking to your customers. I'm really excited that people get to see me in a different light. Um, I, 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 I can't overemphasize this. I want anybody that's listening to this and you, to know how lucky we are to be so grateful for this wonderful world that we live in and for the infrastructure that we've been born into have an opportunity to be your best self. And all I'd ask you to do is to build on those shoulders of those giants that have been before you. You know, this is your chance. This is your time. And you've got a great cloud of witnesses ready to, to cheer and applaud you for daring to be great, to live in your greatness. Go do it and be the very best you can possibly be. That's amazing. Thanks so much, Chris. If people want to connect with you, are you on social media? Where's where's someone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I'm I'm Chris Akabusi, K-R-I-S-S-A-K-A-B-U-S-I, at Chris Akabusi on Twitter. I'm N-Z, Chris Akabusi, N-Z-E, K-Akabusi on LinkedIn. Uh, if you come on akabusi.com, You'll find me on akabusi.com. No worries about that. 
Um, but look, you can't, but, but, but be, be careful because there's lots of fakes out there. There's lots of different people pretending to be me, but you can't miss me. Get onto me on social media. I'm looking forward to hooking up. Yeah. Chris, you have been an amazing guest. I've never had so many laughs with, with one of my guests before. Especially me starting in my house where, <laughs> where I was all in the dark. You couldn't see me. <laughs> really good, man. Fantastic, yeah? Thank you for sharing everything that you have done today with uh, all of our listeners, Chris. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and all the best for 2018 and beyond. God bless you, mate. God bless. Thank you very much. See ya. Well, if you don't feel seven feet tall and ready to take on the world after listening to Christie's rousing, rousing speech there at the end, I don't know what it's going to take. I really would like to thank Chris for sharing his time there with myself and all of our listeners. And I hope that you took some real golden nuggets out of my conversation with Chris today. Chris talked about why we should appreciate the opportunity we have right here, right now, and why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people who will support your dreams rather than hold you back. It's important to really know what your dream is. Chris said, you know, your goal and your passion to share that with people, okay? Don't get too caught up as well in trying to predict the long-term future. Just think, what do you need to do today, right now, to move to the next step? So if you enjoyed that, you can head over to Escape the Rat Race official website, etrr.online, where you can find loads more of our podcast episodes, along with all of our events, which we're hosting in London throughout 2018. And if you can't attend any of the London events, then the best way to connect with the community is by joining our private Facebook group. And you can connect and request access by going to www.etrr.online forward slash Facebook. So next week, it's a treat. It's the first of our escapees episodes when I am bringing to you a short and sharp interview with one of our members who has recently escaped the nine to five. And I'll be asking the person and questions of what it was like to hand in your notice and what's been happening since that day. I hope you're going to look forward and tune in and join me next week. Until then, see ya.